0: Over the last two weeks on HPH, we've been taking you through the early years of George Washington's life and the early part of the Revolutionary War. So far, let's just say his efforts as a general have been a mixed bag of daring victories and embarrassing defeats. Today, we're going to continue that trend through the rest of the revolution and through George's time as, spoiler alert guys, the first president of the United States. Once more, we ask you to hoist your adult beverage into the air and join the toast in this episode of 100 Proof History, titled George Washington, Part 3, American Jesus. This is 100 Proof History. We're drinking whiskey and talking history. So, grab a drink, sit back,
1: relax, and enjoy a few laughs as the guys talk about all the
0: horrible things people do to each other. Here are your hosts chris and greg
1: hello listener how are you i've been thinking about you and when i think about you i touch myself oh
0: chris say something i don't know the rest of the words (laughs) uh i also touch myself when i think about you listener but not in such a sensual way you know i it's violent when I think about you guys. It's like a complete on dick punch. It's like these motherfuckers. I don't only just
1: think about you when I touch myself. I just mm-hmm. generally touch myself. <laughs> just all the time. Thinking about work or yeah, projects around the house, my dead uncle. It really doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I tried your challenge this past week. It doesn't work as well for me, but I am proud of you. The one where you Crunch up a bunch of Viagra and dump it in your cereal and then spend the whole day trying not to get a boner over everything. Yeah. Um it still didn't work for me. I, I was still, you know, stopped in the middle as <laughs> as you will. But, uh,
1: oh, the listener doesn't believe that's real because they know <laughs> I am not a child. Because only children eat cereal.
0: What? I just fucking go to town on ch- on fucking like golden grams and cocoa puffs and fruit loops. Those really sound like they're marketed to adults. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Adults with early-onset diabetes like myself, we fucking love them. (laughs) I like it. Well, Christopher,
1: my sexy host
0: companion, how are you? I'm doing good. We're doing the Washington. We've come to the end of the road, Greg. And I feel like that's an old 90s hip-hop song that I don't remember the lyrics to, but... uh, Now, that's the Crossroads. See you at
1: the crossroads, you won't be lonely
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll have to bring, bring that thugs back thugs in later. harmony, dog. Uh, no. Strange thing. Strange thing happened to me this week. I'm downtown. I'm hanging out.
1: Hanging around downtown. I was 90s stuff.
0: I like it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm downtown and there's a homeless dude and he Ugh. approaches me. Yeah, and um, he's he's a little bit out of it. He, at first he's like, yeah, man. Uh, I was at Wendy's, and they kicked me out because I tried to pick up their 1967 Wendy's cup. And I'm like, oh, God, this is is going off the rails real fast. And then he goes, and then I was thinking about George Washington. You know George Washington? I'm like, fuck yeah, I know George Washington. He's like, you think he's still around? I'm like, dude, I hate to break it to you, but he's gone. But I can tell you this whole story. If you listen to my podcast, it's called Hunter Proof. And he just started like backing away slowly. (laughs) He's like... Like um you know I I got to I got to get home and uh I got this thing. Yeah, I got to I got to catch a flight. <laughs> so he like lifted his arm and looked at his imaginary wrist. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm late to the airport. Uh, well, I'll talk to you later." And he like walked away.
1: What do you mean, sir? That's only a filth-covered wrist. There's no watch there.
0: <laughs> get back here, you feral animal. <laughs> No, yeah, most of that's true, but I'm going to let the listener decide which half is true. If I talk to a homeless guy or if I talk to someone about my podcast and they ran away screaming, they can make that decision in their own head.
1: Well, spoiler alert, that actually is a true story. Chris was telling me about the interaction with the homeless man. And the fake part is obviously the talking about our podcast, because that is something that we guard from our personal (laughs) lives. So we are embarrassed of this.
0: We do not talk (laughs) about it. My mom says, "I listen to your podcast, Like, why? Why are you listening to this? Please stop."
1: And I found out about that after I'm making jokes about, you know,
0: <laughs> taking banging her in a, her pussy in a murder, murder hotel. hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> oh) Oh, well, how was your week, Gregory?: Fine. OK, cool. Uh, today <laughs> Today our source, as always, well, not always, as in the last two episodes. Basically always. Always, yes. Uh, Is Washington a Life by Ron Chernow. And we've mentioned this before. This is a very in-depth book. And that's something I want to address right here just because we're about to go through the second half of the revolution and George's presidency. And there's a lot of things you – if you know the story, if you're a history nerd that's just listening to feel smart about the things you know, like I like to do to some history podcasts, uh, you're (laughs) going to hear us kind of like skim over some things or – skip some parts of the Revolutionary War. That's because we're just focusing on the big details of George's life. And those other things, they're probably uh, topics we could do full shows on. We don't want to devote a whole hour to talking about Benedict Arnold inside the George Washington story. So just uh, if you want to know these things, pick up the book or just stay tuned to us, because I'm sure we'll cover them at some point. Christopher, what are you drinking today? Today, I'm slumming it a little. I'm having Evan Williams, 1783, inside of an old fashioned. Evan Williams 1783 is a sub-$20 bourbon. It's not terrible. It's pretty good for what it is. It's nice, sweet bourbon with a very thin finish. It doesn't last long. Uh, the reason I'm drinking it, 1783 is the year that the Treaty of Paris was signed and the Revolutionary War was officially over. So, you yeah, know, ties in nicely. Okay. How about yourself, Gregory?
1: I am drinking Balconis Lineage. Oh. It is a Texas single malt whiskey. I'm drinking it because I have about half a bottle left. and I'm going to destroy this lineage just like George Washington destroyed his own by not fathering a child. Boom.
0: There you go. Nice. Greg, are you ready to butter this pancake and talk about George Washington? Uh, No, I'm not ready. I'm quitting the podcast. (laughs) He actually took his headphones off. All right, we'll see you next week. Welcome to 50 Proof History. Uh, I'm Chris, and I've switched to peach schnapps. Just get in the fucking show. Okay. When last left you, George Washington had snuck across the Delaware River on Christmas Eve, 1776, and visited some very naughty Germans in Trenton. This fight, and the subsequent one in Princeton, would be Washington's greatest achievement during the war. And there's only six years of warfare left to talk about. And you don't want to peak too early, you know? Just ask a home
1: improvement teenage heartthrob, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It's his birthday today, by the way. Oh, no kidding! It is. I saw it on my IMDb app. <laughs> Happy, <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday to him. JTT.
0: I want 40-year-old JTT to pose in a denim jacket shirtless just so we can see that beer gut and the utter look of loss and depression in his eyes. It is an old I'm photo,
1: feeling- so I'm not sure what he looks like. But he's not 40. He's 39.
0: Oh. Oh, shit. We're the same age, and he's accomplished so much more than me. He doesn't have a podcast, does he? (laughs) The first half of 1777 was fairly uneventful for Washington. Because of the one-year enlistments, his army shrunk to just 2,500 men. While he was rebuilding, the army in the far northern part of New York lost a major battle at Fort Ticonderoga. In response, Congress gave the command of that army to General Horatio Gates. I'm sorry, what was that fort? Did I say Ticonderoga? That sounds made up. It is. Well, all things are made up once you get down to it. Oh, God. Okay, just forget (laughs) it. (laughs) Now, uh, this is something we do need to address, because George was commander-in-chief, quote-unquote, but he only controlled one army out of, like, three or four major armies in the Revolutionary War. So he basically, part of the time, he has to sit back and relax and have a drink and maybe a few laughs while other people do what they do up north and south. I mean it's kind of a ragtag bunch of revolutionaries, so. And Horatio Gates was the new King of the North, Greg. Isn't that the Stark family? I don't know anything yes, about Game of Thrones. Yes, it okay, is. yeah, I did it. I Yay. did it. I saw episode one and I was able to make a reference. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Well Horatio Gates was a punk ass bitch who desperately wanted George Washington's job. He wanted to sit. On the one true throne, Greg. You mean the Iron Throne? Yeah,
1: with the swords and stuff. He wanted to be the one true king on the Iron yeah, Throne? Yeah, why doesn't
0: that thing have a, a cushion? It's a fucking king's chair. It should have, like, back support and a massager back there. A little... That's, that, that looks uncomfortable as hell. I'm just gonna say it.
1: Well, yeah, in the books it actually talks about how it is uncomfortable and it, like, would cut people. So, I don't think they're just sitting there watching TV on the Iron Throne.
0: Yeah, just all lounged, leg up over the arm. No. You're, you're eaten. <laughs> sever a femoral artery, die. <laughs> oh, is it better or worse to get killed by the chair or a wild boar that just throws everything into into chaos? You did watch episode one. I did. It, actually, is that episode one? I don't even know. That might be... I, I think I watched the first season. And then I the don't second remember, season, Christopher. Some redheaded chick shows up and she's got magic and I'm like, mm, I'm out. Don't care. I'm done. I believed it when this girl was giving birth to dragons, but, uh, magic? That's a little too far for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is a bridge too far. Well, in fact, on the night Washington crossed the Delaware, Gates pretended he was sick so he didn't have to fucking go. He then hauled ass to Philadelphia to tell Congress that he should be in charge instead. You guys won't believe what George is up to right now, He's, he's crossing the river by himself. Somebody wouldn't help him? I can't believe it. No one likes him. Uh, no one would help him. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's going to get his chance to prove himself in the north. Just like Ned Stark did. You got to drop this. Nope. I'm never going to drop this. Just The whole episode is going to be Game of Thrones. Okay. The one season of Game of Thrones I watched. It's going to be all the way down. Goodbye, listeners that we used to have. <laughs> Meanwhile, Washington spent most of his time and energy harassing smaller British forces and stealing their supplies. It was what was known as the Forage War, Gregory, uh, which I would watch a hundred times before I watched Storage Wars. Like If you put on a show where people had to like fight each other, maybe it's just dodgeballs, it could be actual guns, I'd watch it with actual guns, but if it was dodgeballs or whatever and they have to fight over supplies to live, oh, I'm all over it, all day, every day. But when it's Storage Wars and you're like, here's an antique diaper. It's worth $400. Oh, fuck. I don't give a shit about this. These people What are if they open up
1: the the door to the storage and there was just a gunman that came out and just shot everyone? Would you watch that?
0: <laughs> That'd be amazing! Yes! It's Storage Wars with, like, the whammy from that Press Your Luck game from the 80s. Like, no. No, no gunman. No gunman. No gunman. He just opens up and it's just... Everybody drops dead. He's like, Oh, he got the whammy. Oh, no. What if
1: it's only paintballs, but he's naked?
0: <laughs> and the paintball gun is tethered to his erect penis. Just, head, now you're just hands being behind, nasty. Hands behind the head, just... Oh. <laughs> I would watch that show. I'd, I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd DVR it for sure. Yeah, be like... Like, oh, I'm hoping something good isn't here. Uh, you know, some antique guns, maybe some paintings. You know, some stuff their grandma left. Oh no, it's the fucking dick paintball gun. <laughs> oh, he's
1: uncircumcised this week. <laughs> the mask slinger.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, meanwhile, the Brit's movements were strange and confusing to George. Later at her wedding reception, he would realize they'd been doing the wobble all along. Make him back it up. (laughs) British General George Howe was moving his troops all over the place. Washington assumed that Howe would be joining up with General John Burgoyne up by the Hudson River, but this never happened. Historians still aren't 100% sure why he didn't combine his forces or aid Burgoyne, but some assume that Howe wanted the glory for himself, and you can't get that if you're not the hashtag main general. Unless you go to a glory hole. Oh. Is that how you get to the glory? Like, we could have saved so many lives if Custer has just gone to a glory hole. Because that's all he wanted was glory. That is, that is true. And for more on that, check out episode 48 about the battle for Little Bighorn. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You reference your old shows and they go back and listen. They're like, oh, all right, I'm hooked now. Let me hit that subscribe button with my penis. Just smash it on my phone. Or your woman penis, also. Yeah, yes, yes. Falsely called a clitoris. We all know that doesn't exist. (laughs) Continue, Chris. Will do. Washington was then convinced that Howe was going to head for Philadelphia for a cheesesteak, and so he began moving his forces that way. He felt vindicated when the British Navy sailed down the Delaware River, but instead of stopping, they kept sailing right into the Atlantic. Confused as fuck, Washington spread out his forces in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, but he was caught super off guard when the Brits landed in Chesapeake Bay and began to march towards Philadelphia, after all.
1: Why would you march towards that shithole? That's all I want to know.
0: I don't know. I have no idea. There's no... The whole town smells like piss. Just the butthole of America. It really is. Go, Cowboys. George rushed to get between the English and Philly and managed to mass a sizable force at a place called Brandywine Creek. On September 11th... Moment of silence. 1777 the two forces met in battle but soon Washington realized that the full frontal attack he was facing was from a smaller force than he had anticipated
1: ah uh, yes the story
0: of every woman I've ever been with <laughs> like oh no that's not right there must be more this won't do <laughs> they think it's like Jurassic Park it's like oh there must be something coming from the side, like a clever girl, just whoosh, from the <laughs> side, because <laughs> this full frontal—that's that—that can't be it. Nope, nope. I didn't spend four hours chatting this guy up for this shit.
1: He didn't buy me that Keystone light at the truck stop just <laughs> for me to be let down by this. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's hard to do an accent, but also pretend like you don't have teeth. I did my best. Ah,
0: uh, that is true. Yeah, no. Uh, it helps if you've actually heard that accent several times, and you're you're high on crystal meth. Listen here, lady.
1: You've got one fucking arm. You're not in a position to, uh, just get Brad Pitt every night, alright? Right. I'm here. I'm available. <laughs> Plus, I bought you that Keystone Light, and we
0: all know that's a, that's a contract. If you want to be able to afford some of those George Washington dentures that wire to the rest of your one remaining chomper, you're gonna have to deal with this, Okay. Well General Howe had outsmarted George. An attack was launched on his completely unguarded right flank. The only thing that saved the Continental Army was the English's lack of cavalry. The Americans were soundly defeated and forced to retreat. Philadelphia was captured by the Brits, and Congress had to flee the city. They went west to Bel Air, Greg. That's not
1: true. Probably. Probably.
0: You don't know. You have no idea.
1: You're right. (laughs) <laughs> it's not like I host a history podcast or anything.
0: <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, they're going to California, living in their Aunt Viv's mansion. John Hancock's like, Um, I believe you're supposed to be working in the field, Uncle Phil. What are you doing in my house? Uh, yes, sir. I'll have... Whatever us colonial white people eat Probably mayonnaise sandwiches Uncle was like This is my house I'm a federal judge Ooh this is spicy Is there cucumber Ooh. in this? <laughs> Where's Jeffrey? I prefer talking to Jeffrey Oh he's off at the gay bar
1: <laughs> As per usual Mmm he ran into this
0: nice fellow named Christopher. Oh, hello. Hey. How you doing, Jeffrey? I see your uh, chaps are also assless. <laughs> what a coincidence. I
1: don't usually come to places like this. Uh, you know, in fact, I walked in. I, You know, I thought it was a sports bar. I did not yeah. know. Yeah! You know. <laughs> it's called Pete's Tight End. I thought it was a, a football place, but, uh, you know, I'm here. I'm here. When in Rome, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who wants to jerk me off? Put your hand up my toga now. Now. Now.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's not weird that I'm wearing just a jockstrap and a leather vest. <laughs> I wear this to work. Okay. <laughs> Howe stationed 9,000 of his troops on the outskirts of Philly in a quaint little hamlet known as Germantown. Fun fact, Greg, it was briefly renamed Freedomville from 1941 to 1945 after a sort of embarrassing stint as Hitlerberg, from 1937 to 1940.
1: I don't know what's fun about that, Christopher, but it also sounds fake.
0: Oh, no, it's true. Ask anyone from Hitlerburg. They'll tell you.
1: I googled Hitlerberg.
0: They'll tell you. Cause Cause they I, were, I thought we maybe were...
1: you were, like, this was
0: real. <laughs> <laughs> I googled it. It's not They're It's like, not real. <laughs> 1941, they're like, Ugh, you guys are on the wrong side of history, let me tell you. There's no fucking way we're winning this war. <laughs> Not against Hitler. <laughs> Washington decided Germantown was his next target. He split his army into four battalions and marched on the town throughout the night. Surprise, surprise!
1: Dude loves his night operations.
0: Mm-hmm. It's because you can't see who's grabbing your ass while you're in line marching. I like night operations
1: goosing. too. You yeah. go to like the vet office, you know. You get your pancreas <laughs> yeah. removed for a fraction of the cost. Oh yeah, it's just you got to keep the lights real dim so that people don't get suspicious.
0: Yeah, that's what I do too. When uh, I get stabbed by a trucker who robbed me, and you know I don't want my wife to find out what I was doing. Like, oh, let's just let's go to the vet. It's fine. Just go over there
1: and they'll they'll take care of me. It was the one armed, toothless lady's pimp.
0: At the truck stop. <laughs> yeah. And he said, your wig is on crooked. I can tell those aren't real pigtails. I'm like, sorry, sir. He's like, shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> You've just got, like, business slacks, a nice tucked in button up and fucking <laughs> pigtails.
0: I look like a very butch Wendy from Wendy's. Just got the red pigtails. <laughs> I'm even holding a baked potato for him Dick's hanging out of the
1: pants (laughs) I'm sorry sir
0: Yeah but the pigtails get crooked That's what threw him off That's what ruined the illusion for him (laughs) Not the dick No, (laughs) That was part of the thrill Let's
1: be honest he didn't really notice it Out of the corner of his
0: eye (laughs) That's true It's not something that commands attention from the peripheral vision Did you drop a spicy nugget on your pants? No, sir. No, sir. (laughs) That is my inflamed penis. Oh. I like the touch of it being red and inflamed. (laughs) Well, it's spicy. That is my dog, Dick. Thank you. (laughs) I literally have a red rocket. (laughs) Tube of lipstick just pops out. Oh, boy. (laughs) why does anybody listen
1: to this podcast
0: i don't know for that stuff right there <laughs> yeah that's it they were like uh i'm learning about history i want to know about this guy's lipstick tube dick they yelling. just yelling that's what...
1: get back to the fucking story
0: <laughs> no chris what
1: are nipples made out of
0: what are nipples made out of greg i've never seen any
1: is it god's chewed up bubble gum Mm. I don't know, mm. I'm just trying to delay it For that listener <laughs> that told us to get back to the story Fuck
0: that listener <laughs> I hope right now that listener for the next five minutes While I'm talking about history is like What are my nipples made up? Why, why are they different colored from the rest of my skin? They don't even match my genitals Like my genitals are a different color from my nipples What, what is happening here? And I, that needs to be their, their five minute daydream While I'm talking about war and murder and stuff on October 2nd, they attacked from different positions. Some tried missionary. Some tried doggy. Some tried that weird one where you lift the girl's leg, but you're laying on the other leg and it's supposed to make her feel deeper penetration, but it doesn't actually work because you're, you got a coat button. Um, but mostly they tried attacking from the ground because it was the Revolutionary War. Button on a fur coat, Chris. That's right. That's true. Some of the battalions saw minor successes. One attempted to attack a stone mansion and suffered massive casualties and never even took the mansion. A lack of communication between the battalions led to friendly fire. The attack made no actual progress and once again, Washington was forced to retreat. So if we're keeping score at home, he's like 2 and 12 when it comes to battles. He's not doing that hot.
1: Yes, the man is definitely
0: less impressive than the myth. Yeah, for sure. Around the same time, George Washington got some awful, terrible, no-good news. The Continentals had fought against the English in Saratoga, and they achieved a victory so large that the Northern Army, under John Burgoyne, was forced to surrender. Why was that bad news? Oh, I give up. Take take me into your prison, Leather Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't whip me. Mm, too hard. <laughs> Oh, I wonder how far a would be willing to go in these ancient times of torture and beatings and stuff. Like, is he William Wallace and they're cutting off his dick and throwing his intestines to a fire? He's like, I'm still orgasming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they pull on his dick to cut it off and just start nutting
0: everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what are you going to do with that meat cleaver?
1: Before you use it, will you turn it sideways and spank me on the bottom with it? No, no, hard. I don't Give me a good, a good swat. I, I like that we've given the Scottish dude rebelling against <laughs> the English an English accent. <laughs> right? How insulting! <laughs>
0: The hangman or the executioner is like, I don't, I don't think this is working, guys. He's he seems to be enjoying this shit. Like, <laughs> like, like, is this encouraging like a whole wave of kink shaming? I don't, I don't know what's happening here. It's just, uh, <laughs> just fucking kill him, goddamn. I, I'm actually getting a little aroused too. Is this a? Uh, I feel bad about it, th- but you know, I, I don't know. My pants got tighter. There's these leather executioners' pants are,
1: oh, they're starting to fit a little tighter. <laughs> The executioner kills him, and then, you know, like, takes off the, the hood, you know, that they wear. Mm-hmm. He's got a ball gag. <laughs> Just a red fucking ball in his
0: mouth. <laughs> really hastily smeared on lipstick, like Buffalo Bill from sounds <laughs> All <of the> Lambs. <laughs> He's got, like,
1: fake eyelashes on. <laughs> People in the crowd are like, hmm. We didn't see the uh, the warning signs I guess. You see he's got the uh, car battery strapped to his nipples. How
0: did we not notice <laughs> that? <laughs> you know, they said that all these executions in medieval times going forward probably to about 1900s they were a big public spectacle and now I see why. Just, you know, you got to you got to trick it up. There's got to be some showmanship. <laughs> like the people in the the front row like, when they chop off that guy, the, the mask is stick dick, and he just explodes everywhere. They're like, oh, shit, get it on the napkin. This is a souvenir. Go, I wipe off my face.
1: <laughs> it's the, like, medieval times Gallagher. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> the first three rows get, like, the tarp to cover themselves <laughs> up with so their clothes aren't ruined. Yep. Y'all ready to smash some fruit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna hit this guy's dick with a sledgehammer. Let's see what comes out. <laughs> So, Greg, you know that listener you were talking about earlier who's screaming at his fucking dashboards? Like, please get back to the history. Uh-huh. How aroused do you think he is right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: he's long gone. Good, we don't want <laughs> listeners like that.
0: No. We only want
1: listeners that are into
0: blood and boners. That's right. That way, when we start doing live shows, we know who to take back to our hotel rooms. <laughs> But, listener, go ahead and try this on.
1: I do have this ball gag in several different sizes, but <laughs> let me know what's guessed. comfortable. Because if it's comfortable, <laughs> you can't have that one.
0: It just opens up the silver briefcase. You always see bank robbers carrying their money in. And it's just nothing but an array of ball gags. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they're not professionally laid out. Like, they're obviously <laughs> used and unclean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can I at least get, like, a a hand wipe or, you know, like, some of these Lysol wipes? No! No! It's part of the kink. Yeah. You and Joe in Philadelphia are about to share a magic moment. You don't even know it. Neither one of you knows.
1: We turned him into some Philly cream cheese. (laughs) And we're going to turn you into that San Francisco treat. It's good to be in California.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Woohoo <laughs> Anyway, so why was this victory in the north such bad news for George Washington? Because the attack was led by Dick Bag Horatio Gates. Not only had Washington lost two major battles and the American capital, his arch nemesis had scored a massive win. Gates would proudly say, "Greg, would you like to do your Shakespearean voice for this? If old England is not taught by this a lesson
1: of humility." then she is an obstinate old slut. Thank you. That
0: was nice. I appreciate that. You are welcome. The voices in Congress looking to replace George only grew louder. An anonymous pamphlet was passed around that said, quote, the people of America have been guilty of idolatry in making a man their god, which we still kind of do to this dude. Agreed. Despite the fact that the victory in Saratoga probably had more to do with a young upstart named Benedict Eggs Arnold, members of Congress, like the condescending prick John Adams, began to push for Gates to take over. Fuck you, Paul Giamatti. Oh, no. At the same time, Brigadier General Thomas Conway, who was super horny for a promotion, began to write letters to Horatio Gates saying, quote, You're so handsome and smart. And you should totally be in charge, bro. Washington's aides, whoa, specifically- whoa, ju- I thought it was just HIV. <laughs> hey, oh. No, his aides, like the people that help him, Greg. Oh. Not the people that make it where he gets pneumonia and he's going to die, unless he has lots of money like Magic Johnson. Oh. No, those guys intercepted the letters, specifically John Lawrence, and they passed the info on to him. Gates pretended like he never got those letters and didn't know what was going on and apologized to Washington. This kind of be his M.O. He'd be like, I didn't want power. I don't know. Everybody's talking about B.B. and George. I don't know. Where does that come from? What I <laughs> Yeah, Horatio's a bitch. He's a total bitch. And uh, we mentioned him in our Whiskey Rebellion episode where he tries to usurp the entire government and create a, a coup with a military until George shows up in the military's like, oh, It's George Washington. No, that's cool. I don't want to listen to Horatio anymore. Just fuck that guy. <laughs> and that was episode something. There you go, listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, Conway was so embarrassed that he would eventually resign from the army in April of 1778. But he kept talking shit. So another brigadier general shot him in the fucking mouth during a duel. Bye. Have fun talking shit now, you motherfucker. <laughs>
1: Pow! How are you going to talk shit without a mouth? Or, you know, like a brain or life, <laughs>
0: but mainly the mouth. I'm sorry, 1778, it's not shot, it's musket! <laughs> there we go.
1: <laughs> What'd that mouth do? Oh, nothing? Yeah, that's
0: what I thought. <laughs> nothing. Well, he knocked out all his teeth, so that mouth do a lot, if you know what I mean. Yo. Truck stop, ladies! <laughs> <laughs> Having fun. Well, Conway would then write a letter of sincere apology to Washington, but George didn't bother to reply. Not even with that passive-aggressive text of K. Ooh, I hate that.
1: Especially when it's lowercase. Like, you know they went out of their way. Oh, yeah. To make it as dismissive as possible.
0: (sighs) To tap little cap's button until it's lower... And they put the period after the lowercase K. Oh, oh, we're gonna fight later, aren't we? This is gonna be the end of our marriage yeah. right here.
1: Like one day, there I am on the couch, relaxing, eating my Doritos salsa verde chips, mm-hmm. when all of a sudden, my wife's boyfriend comes from behind the couch and then drags his big old wiener across my head.
0: That's, that's bullshit, unacceptable,
1: man. right? Yeah, no, that's that's not cool. So, yeah, I didn't say anything at the time. I'm not trying to like get beat up or anything. But, you know, I sent him a text later that night. I was like, hey man, please stop dragging your you know, and I I'm ashamed to admit it, I did insult him. But I was like, please stop dragging your horse sized penis across <laughs> my head when I'm trying to watch ninety day fiance. <laughs> and he responds with a lowercase K. I was like, you know, you fucking dismissive prick.
0: Yeah, jesus you know, It
1: it pissed me off. You're-
0: you're not asking for a lot. No. If he just waits waits till 90 day fiance is over, it's okay. Like if they're a commercial, you know, whatever. I don't
1: know. But it right just really the- takes you out of that relaxation mode. It pissed me off.
0: This guy. I
1: mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. It's not worth the battle, mm-hmm. but <sighs> the things we got to fucking put up with, you know, in life sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. I just, it, I just came up with an idea
0: and I think this is going to help you. For our, we're going to add a level to our Patreon for $25, you get to come over and attempt to fight Greg's wife's boyfriend.
1: Well, I don't want him finding out about this show because he'd hear the things that I say, so that's oh. off, off the
0: table. Mm. Hard no. That's true. Hard no. That's true. That's true. I'd offer to beat him up for you, but I my hover around doesn't have that much battery charge. I can't make it that far over there. <laughs> Well, the shitty bitch-fighting that was going on behind Washington's back became public knowledge, and the citizens voiced their support for George, which ended the talk of replacing him. As for Gates, he would continue to be an ambitious bastard, and would go on to lead the Southern campaign. But in 1780, he would suffer a massive loss at Camden, South Carolina, and all hope that he had of being on Washington's level was lost. Following his defeat at Germantown, Washington and his men set up camp for the winter in a small plain in northern Pennsylvania known as Valley Forge. Sounds like a lovely place. Well, Greg, it quickly turned into a complete shithole. Those are popular at the truck stop. <laughs> they call me Mudflaps Johnson, you wanna know why? <laughs> Because you're a trucker? That has nothing to do with it, boy. (laughs) (laughs) The soldiers slept on the frozen ground. They were surrounded by dead, rotting horses. And there was human shit everywhere.
1: Hmm. Bunch of glass coffee tables. (laughs) Just dudes underneath, pleasuring themselves. Mm -hmm. What was the gimp's name?
0: (laughs) I don't even remember.
1: The gimp from the last episode that they took camp
0: to camp. Uh, may have been this episode. I don't remember. There's there's a lot of GIMP talk. No, that was the last episode. <laughs> it was. What was the GIMPS? I don't remember. <laughs> I named them. I just don't remember what I called them. Well, there wasn't enough food, and disease ran rampant. The men's clothes rotted away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> also, Ooh.
1: the women's clothes that were worn by men.
0: Yes, that too. It wasn't just men's
1: I'll... clothing from that from the men's department.
0: I'm gonna date myself here. Ready? All those men that were like Klinger from M.A.S.H. Anyone? Anyone? No? The guy who was in the Korean War in that show M.A.S.H. and dressed up like a woman so he'd get to Section 8 and get sent home? No one? <sighs> I'm fucking old, Greg. So fucking old. I know. Well, once again, George Washington was reduced to commanding an army of filthy hobos. Oof. Over the winter, over 2,000 men would die either due to starvation, the cold, or disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Your oh. fake laugh got me. I'm That's sorry. Funny. <laughs> Still, they stuck by George. The troops believed in him as a leader, and it wasn't because uh, he was all soft and cuddly, hey, we're best friends. Despite the harsh conditions, he continued to dole out stern punishments for men who stole food or supplies. When the men were whipped with a knotted cord, they chomped down on a musket ball to distract themselves from the pain, and thus, the phrase, biting the bullet, was born. That's a true history fact for you. Well, around the same time, a German calling himself Baron von Steuben, despite the fact he wasn't a baron, showed up and began to train the Continentals in European fighting. Did you know that the Red Baron from Red Baron Pizza was also not a baron? What? I've been eating that pizza because it makes me feel like royalty. Yeah, $2 for a frozen pizza and I get to be... We should probably do an episode on him. The Red Baron? Yeah. Yeah, he was a farmer, 24 hours of training, 80
1: confirmed kills. He was a stud, but he was no baron. But the pizza guy, he was a real baron. He was baring his ass at the truck stop all day long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to make an extra buck.
0: I hope half of our listeners are truckers who, are like, you know what? These guys are nailed. These these aren't even funny. They're just true.
1: It's just if truckers <laughs> don't listen to podcasts, I don't know what they're doing.
0: Uh, they're burying their dicks and guys with pigtails. <laughs> I mean, while they're <laughs> actually experience. driving. Oh yeah, no, good point. Yeah, no. candy okay. cane. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen that movie. Right? They don't, they don't do what I do, and they look at porn up while they're driving to get excited for when they get to where they're you going. You know
1: that's what truckers are doing because they're oh, absolutely—they're all hopped up on meth, and <laughs> yeah. that's what meth makes you want to do: is just watch mm-hmm. porn for hours and hours and hours. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what they're doing. Yep. But hopefully, they have us on in the background. Okay. Yeah. Cheers, truckers. Hey, uh, you uh, you keep America moving. huh. <laughs> <laughs> You help my mom pay the rent.
0: <laughs> Ooh. I did think it was funny, though, that a German guy would show up at a camp full of starving naked people and be like, yeah, this is my scene. <laughs> like, I, I enjoy this. <laughs> oh, God. Let's, it runs in the family. Let's put these guys to work. Let's see what happens here. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: I feel like this is really bad for Baron von Steuben's family. (laughs) you are going to sue us for defamation.
0: Bring it on. It'll get us notoriety. (laughs) Over the winter and early spring months of 1778, von Steuben turned Washington's army from a disorganized group of homeless idiots into a disciplined squad of murder hobos. (laughs) The Americans looked like they were finally ready to fight. For realsies. We were just playing. Yep. We are just fucking around with you guys. You
1: stupid English cucks. Now you're fucked.
0: You are fucked so hard. You're gonna be like, I never should have gone into that truck stop. I never should have done that. I just wanted to get some, some Burger King, because it's attached to the truck stop, and I wanted to, you know, maybe take a shower, and... But, but then oh, the Americans, no. they fucked me in the stall,
1: and... Somebody had taken a piss all over the toilet paper roll. So I had to oh, use the God. paper towels. And they were oh. rough. Ooh, they were rough. Oh. And the little <laughs> motion sensor didn't
0: work, so I had to pull them out manually. Oh, mm.
1: never again.
0: Ran out, I had to shamefully walk to the clerk with my pants around my ankles and say, Please God, tell me you have more paper towels. Yeah. I'm like, get out of here, Frenchie. And you're like, No, I'm from England. And like, even worse. anyway greg we have a little bit more to go we have some presidency to go uh but i'm running desperately low on this evan Williams 1783 so what if we took a break right here what would you say to that man i guess so i gotta chug this to get ready for what comes after the break my favorite thing my favorite new thing that you've put together
1: my wife has to chug vodka for what comes after dinner Who's that, her boyfriend? Come on, man. Low blow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome back from break. Greg, ever since last week, this song has been stuck in my head, and... I'm going to I'm going to let Wolf Dick play the song but I'm going to give all credit to you because this is all you but I want to hear it again hit it wolf dick second half seltzer second half seltzer second half seltzer half oh yes oh yeah the the second, second half seltzer. seltzer oh yeah I'm excited today I'm drinking shiner seltzer from The great state of Texas. It's pretty solid. Uh, It's going to refresh me. It's going to hydrate me. Get me ready to go. I'll be completely sober by the end of this uh, fucking episode.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, I am drinking an unnamed seltzer. Until they sponsor me, I will not promote them. But I can tell you, I truly enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's a white claw. I got it. All right. (laughs) Take us back into this amazing... Fantastic, interesting story about George Washington. Go ahead, Greg. George Washington won the Revolutionary War and became the president. The end. All right, now let's get back to our seltzers. (laughs) (laughs) In
1: April, General Charles Lee was released from prison and returned to George Washington's army. Despite the fact that Lee had called George an indecisive coward, Washington welcomed back
0: his second in command with open arms. And again, this is getting back to George being a man of the people. Congress says, Charles Lee's your second in command. He says, okay, that's what the people want. That's what I'm going with. Even though this guy's a fucking bitch. And as an aside,
1: this kind of fits with George Washington. It always seemed like he was trying to win a perpetual popularity contest.
0: Uh, yeah, 100%. And
1: he won it, 100%. But yeah, it seems like that, that was his goal.
0: The weird thing about him is he's constantly trying to win the popularity contest, and then he was just so beat down by how popular he was. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, don't pay me all this attention, guys, but please love me, please. please. That's how I run this podcast, by the way. Like, oh, No, no, it's it's no big deal. Please, guys, please subscribe. I need the validation, please.
1: Well, old George might have been a little more hesitant had anyone known that while he was in prison, Charles Lee had written a letter to British General Howe telling him how the English could easily defeat the Americans. In June, George was planning an attack on the Brits at Monmouth Courthouse in New Jersey. He asked Lee to lead the attack, but Lee said it was beneath him, so George asked his French buddy and surrogate son, Marquis de Lafayette, to take command. At that point, Lee said,
0: Man, I don't want to look like a complete and total pussy, so I guess I'll do it after all. That's pretty good, because he was British, he was born in England. You nailed it. (laughs) We're not doing English
1: accents, Chris. We've already fucking screwed that pooch. (laughs) So instead, Lee waited until the actual battle to look like a complete and total pussy. As soon as his attack met with the slightest of resistance, Lee launched a full retreat. Washington began to berate Lee, who could only sputter out,
0: Sir? Sir?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I do like this. I like this
0: this accent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the first time in the war, Washington improvised mid battle. He rallied his men and placed them under Lafayette and Major General Anthony Wayne. The battle ended up being a draw with both sides retreating, but disaster had been averted. Charles Lee would be court martialed and would never lead another American army into battle.
0: Yeah, fun note. Well, it's not a fun note. It, this is actually interesting for my IRL, my real life, which I very seldom let listeners into because, you know, it's more fun to tell him I'm a fat guy whose wife wants to murder him. Mm-hmm. But this is true. My wife wants to murder me because we are big Hamilton fans. And we'll be watching Hamilton and Charles Lee shows up and I'll like pause it and talk for 10 minutes about how big of a piece of shit Charles Lee was. She's like, please, please press play. <laughs> I don't I, I don't care. Don't care. I don't care. But no! You have to know the actual history behind this. It makes it more interesting. She's like, no. It doesn't. The songs make it interesting. (laughs) You are making it boring. (laughs) Fine! Fine! Go watch guys' grocery games then, you idiot! Yeah, I'll just send you some Wikipedia links from my closet where I'll be sleeping your night! (laughs) (laughs) Like it's a punishment to her. (laughs) fuck yeah, I bet all to myself. Yeah. You won't have to deal with my nocturnal emissions tonight. Suck. <laughs> so, deal with that. <laughs> You're gonna miss the sound of my snoring,
1: you insolent bitch.
0: <laughs> How are you gonna sleep without me humping you? Hmm? Huh? How's that gonna work?
1: <laughs> In December of 1778, he published an article defending his own honor and insulting Washington. One of Washington's loyal aides, John Lawrence, Then dueled and shot Lee. Before he died in 1782, Lee asked to be buried anywhere but a churchyard because, quote, Since I resided in this country, I have kept so much bad company while living that I do not choose to continue it when dead. (laughs) Pussy.
0: Let's give Wolf Dick, let's give Greg the round of applause for that spot on Charles Lee born in England. Uh, impersonation
1: Thank you. Thank you The Battle of Monmouth would be the last Major battle Washington led for Three more years as the English Shifted their focus to the south He had to deal with other stuff like a Mutiny over pay and the betrayal of General Benedict Arnold which Honestly is a show unto itself Like a lot of things yep. in this story And once again Washington had to deal With his crazy ass Fucking bitch of a mom. <laughs> In 1781, Mary Ball Washington appeared before the Virginia Assembly, demanding they give her money because her son was a deadbeat and she was going broke. Of course, George was paying all of her bills and sending her money all the fucking time, but she was probably spending it on, you know, cigarettes and scratch-offs and the little shitty, uh, queen operated slot machines oh, at the yeah. gas station, you know? Yeah. That's what she would be today, certainly.
0: Yeah. You ever, have you seen Million Dollar Baby? Have you ever seen that one? Yes. It reminds me of Million Dollar Baby where she wins all this money boxing. She's a big deal female boxing. She wins the, you know, all this prize money and the she buys her mother. Continue. Yes. And she buys her mother a house and her mom's like, I can't live here. If they find out I live here, they'll take away my welfare. And that reminds me of, george's mom is like it doesn't matter what he fucking does she's not going to be grateful she's not impressed with what he fucking did for her it's just fuck you i need more money because i gotta buy some scratchers you know and a pack of, a four pack of uh sutter's home from the <laughs> gas station
1: sutter's home <laughs> oh well oh, you can smuggle those up your hoo-ha
0: you can i do totally do Every time I go to a sporting event, just a Sutter's home up my hoo -ah. (laughs) (laughs) Where was I? God damn you.
1: Well, old bitch Mary Ball Washington also continued to show a complete disinterest in the revolution and didn't acknowledge her son's contributions. Meanwhile, after seeing American success and being sexed up by Benjamin Franklin, the French decided to start sending men, supplies, and money to the Continentals. When their generals arrived, they were shocked to see the American army made up of disgusting naked homeless dudes, but they were surprised to see how well they fought. Along with Washington, they planned a major attack on the British. This coordinated attack would come to Yorktown, Virginia on October 19th, 1781. The French Navy surrounded the port and attacked from the sea, while the Americans fought a week-long battle comprised of trench warfare.
0: Yep, just launching mustard gas, artillery, everything they could. Sneaking across no man's land, dying in the mud in these deep craters caused by the artillery, just full of water. Just fucking hell on earth. Jacking off in the
1: trench, and as soon as you nut, a rat comes and eats it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real warfare people. Yeah. The British were soundly defeated. While the war would continue for another two years, this was the last major battle. The Americans and George Washington had won their independence.
0: Beep beep. beep! Mission accomplished. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him.
1: Washington became an instant celebrity. He was loved for his successes in the war and also for resigning his commission as general in 1783 and strongly opposing any notion that he be made king of America. For the rest of his life, if he traveled through a city, he was met by cheering crowds, bands, cannon fire salutes, and at each dinner it became customary to toast him 13 times.
0: Yeah, this and he, he fucking hated it. He hated it. Like he would avoid cities. He'd like let's sneak through through the middle of night, modus operandi, or let's just go around these major cities because every time I go into a fucking city, they have to cheer me and salute me and fire off the cannons, and I have to drink fucking thirteen glasses of fucking wine, and I get hammered and I start talking about Sally Fairfax again. <laughs> I'd and be that going missed like, opportunity.
1: I'd be going into the city. And then, like, exiting and then going back through the city. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, guess I gotta drink more. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Fire off the fireworks, bitches. I'm back.
1: (laughs) He spent the next six years struggling to make a living in Mount Vernon. His crops constantly failed. He buried himself in debt to the point in 1786 when he only had 86 pounds to his name and he was harassed by visitor after visitor that wanted to hear war stories over a fancy meal. In 1789, Washington was unanimously elected as the first president of the United States. He hesitated to accept the role because he was afraid of appearing like a monarch or dictator. His original inaugural address was 73 pages, and most of it was him explaining why he agreed to be president and how none of it was his fault. And
0: Greg will read all 73 pages Starting right now. now. Well, first of all, I didn't even want this fucking job, but fine. It's just like four pages of eyes all the way to fine. It's like, oh, okay. You know what? I guess I'll do it. It's fine. I the have...
1: end. And then it's just <laughs> ellipsis, but 72 pages of ellipsis. It just
0: so. stands there for a minute and then shelves the page. Stands for a minute, shuffles the page. knows
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it? Yep. Well, he actually scrapped that one in favor of a more upbeat address, but he carried his self-esteem issues throughout his entire presidency. Now, we're going to skim over most of his presidency, not because it's not interesting, but really because it involves a whole lot more other than George Washington. Like, for the most part, he sat quietly while his cabinet members debated and then agreed or disagreed on their plans and policies. He didn't actually create many policies on his own. Over the years, his cabinet would become fractured between the Federalists, like Alexander Hamilton, who believed in a strong central government, and the Republicans, like Thomas Jefferson, who wanted states' rights. Another sticking point would be the war between France and England, in which Jefferson would want to support the French in their new republic, while Washington and Hamilton wished to remain neutral.
0: Yeah, interesting thing about here, this part... And we've done our, I think it was episode 35 on Robespierre, where we talked about the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about how bloody and disorganized it was, and it's basically like, I'm in charge now, but fuck you, you're not in charge, you're getting beheaded as well.
1: Oh, so this just, is like my wife's period.
0: Yes, just
1: bloody, bloody, bloody. Bloody and disorganized and, and telling me who's <laughs> in charge.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Bring me and my boyfriend some chocolate. <laughs> 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 but put it in the microwave weird. for five seconds so it's a little soft. <laughs> it was weird because Jefferson was the believer in fake news at the time. He was like they say it's bad, it's not that bad, and we can support their new republic, their new independence. And Washington and Hamilton are like, no, that's that's fucking horseshit. They're chopping off the heads of basically fucking everybody who comes to power. We're not going to get involved in that at all. And so it becomes this power struggle between Jefferson and Alexander and Washington and all that.
1: Thomas Jefferson and James Madison would eventually quit their positions and would write anonymous articles talking shit about Washington. Bitches. Mm -hmm. Still, they knew he was so beloved by Americans that they couldn't call him out directly, but would instead say that he had been duped by an evil Alexander Hamilton. In reality, Washington and Hamilton just had similar views for the direction of the country, you know.
0: Yeah, reading the, this part of our main source, it's it's frustrating because you want to like Jefferson, but he's a little bitch, and he hides behind anonymous names and writes all this shit about Washington. Like, oh yeah, he's weak. He's he's being duped by an evil guy. Like they can't say, they they know politically they can't come out and say Washington is against us. They have to come out and say Hamilton's against us, and he's tricked our poor dear beloved leader into believing what he believes. Like it's more okay that he's a fucking idiot who can fall for tricks than he disagrees with him. Greg fell asleep during that history point. <laughs> and so anyways, I said to the trucker, come on my ass, but you better be wearing a condom.
1: There you go. That's what I'm interested <laughs> <Make> it- <laughs> in. That's the shit you need to interject. Not Thank the other you, bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, Washington would serve two terms as president and would leave the office in 1797 after repeatedly saying he wanted to quit, but being asked to stay to deal with one crisis or another. Really, he was just tired of public life and wanted to live out the rest of his days as a struggling farmer. On December 12, 1799, George Washington went out in the sleet and snow to inspect his Mount Vernon farms. When he came home, he found that he had dinner guests and he didn't take the time to change out of his wet clothes. Two days later, when he woke, he could barely breathe. His doctors were called, and they drained five pints of blood from him and put a mixture of garbage on his neck, but, you know, surprisingly, it didn't work. What? I know, I-, I know. Washington said to one of them,
0: Doctor, I die hard, but I am not afraid to go.
1: At that exact moment, Bruce Willis busted into the room and said, yippee ki
0: motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, die hard. <laughs> Die Hard 3. We've made it to Die Hard 3. Samuel Jackson's here. They, yeah, we're, we're there. We did it. George Washington died around 10pm
1: on December 14th, 1799.
0: End of story. Alright, Greg. And it's time for... Fast Facts! That's Fast Facts for you people who can't hear fast. Fast Fact! Number one, by the time he was 60, George Washington was mostly deaf. Visitors who ate dinner with him would assume he was a dick, because they'd make a comment or a joke and wait for a reaction, but he'd just sit there stone-faced because he had never heard what they had said. <laughs> Fast Fact!
1: Number two, his debt was continued throughout his presidency. He had to borrow money just to attend his own inauguration. It got to the point that when he would travel the nation, he'd make pit stops at lands he owned to collect late rent from his tenants. The President of the United States was moonlighting as a mo-fucking-debt collector.
0: Ah, yes, I'm trying to reach Christopher HPH uh, about an opportunity to maybe settle an issue you've had with MasterCard uh, for the amount of $2,800. Click, hang up. Bye. That money ain't here. (laughs) Fast fact! Number three! During his first term in 1793, a yellow fever epidemic broke out in the capital city of Philadelphia. Over 5,000 would die. George Washington and Congress responded by urging people to leave the city and by governing while distancing from each other socially. Hmm. Fast fact! Number four!
1: Washington's farewell address is often quoted today because it denounced two-party systems and involvement in world affairs. Uh, It sounds noble, but in reality, it was written by Alexander Hamilton as a way to talk shit about the Southern Republicans who wanted to go to war to support France. Really, Washington
0: was saying, My policies are right. The Democratic Republicans are wrong. We shouldn't even have two parties. Oh, and forgive me if you think I fucked everything up. Peace out! Fast Fact Number Five The location of the U.S. Capitol on the Potomac River was selected by George Washington. Well, unfortunately for him, he died a year before the Capitol building and the White House were finished, and the Capitol was moved to its permanent location. In Palm Beach. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Greg, before we go, I do have one more thing I want to talk about. What, we've done three parts on Washington, what is your overall take on the founding father of our nation? Okay, um, I think he was an extremely ambitious man, and maybe
1: not for the reasons that people think. Right. I think he was very uh, self-aggrandizing. Very insecure. Yes. Concerned with what people thought about him mm-hmm. and wanted to constantly uh, promote himself into higher, better, grander, richer positions. I don't think he necessarily was this great man. Right. Like, he was very principled, but maybe not principled in the sense that he was looking out for everybody else. Like I, I, I think a lot of it was about him, more, more so than I had been led to believe previously.
0: Right. Yeah. What do you think? Um. Okay. I'm a little bit different, a little bit same. I don't think he was this great guy. I, I I have I will admit he was one of my history heroes going into this. It's not tarnished a whole lot, but at the same time, it is a little because America needed someone to elevate. They needed someone to make their their greatest guy right, and so they picked him. And I feel like maybe he was the right guy for that, because he didn't want any of it. Like, he was, he was this guy who's like, oh, I don't really want the power, but thanks, guys. Dude, he super wanted to be commander-in-chief of that army. He did. He showed up in militia gear and was like, "Right, what, what are you guys thinking? Who are you thinking of? Oh, look, look at me. But like it's one of those, like, it- do
1: you really want what you want? Right. Like, I, th- I think he got what he wanted, and then it was like, oh... Heavy is the head that wears the crown, so to speak.
0: I agree. And and his first, his his years of presidency, he's always trying to give up his presidency. He's like, like two years into it, he's like, I'm done. Like, I need to step down so someone else can take over. He was very concerned about his image. and He didn't want to be that monarch, you know, he didn't want to be the guy, the despot. You know, he wanted to be beloved, like I think a lot of people do. So... It did tarnish his image a little, especially the slavery issue where he's, "Uh, let's deal with it after I'm dead. That tarnished it a little bit for me. Uh, But at the same time, I feel like if you put a Horatio Gates or Charles Lee in his position, we have a very different country. I think they both try and be king of America.
1: I certainly agree with that. Yeah.
0: So I feel like you had the right guy in the right place, even if he wasn't the greatest guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's I do. not Yeah. Okay. he's not the greatest general, he's not the greatest leader, but he was the right guy at the right time. So that's how I came out of this story. Makes sense. Alright. Well, Gregory, take us home. Thank
1: you for listening to our little show. Once again, check out that Patreon. Become a member. Help support us to support your eargasms. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
0: I'm just here for the LOLs, guys. That's the only reason I'm here. I don't don't know. I feel like we... No, this is funny shit. I just feel like we hit our stride. We just laid it all out in one fucking go. (laughs) (laughs) Seven seven minutes of...
1: It's (laughs) like a stripper that just goes on stage and then just takes all of her clothes off immediately and then (laughs) turns around. (laughs) Over and over. This is
0: me. Puts her arms out and spins in circles till so she gets dizzy and just falls in somebody's lap. <laughs> I want a twenty now.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're like the dude that talks a big game and then like he pulls his dick out and immediately
0: nuts. <laughs> That's true. That should be in our promo that we're sharing with everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they would definitely
0: play that. Alright, let's get back to this fucking outline.
1: I don't want to, (laughs) Mom!
0: Ambidextrous.
1: (laughs) He jerked off with both hands and fingered his butthole with the other. Oh, I do that sometimes. Oh.
0: Wait, both hands and fingered his butthole with the other? Like he has three arms? That's what ambidextrous means. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get my butthole fingered tomorrow up my physical.
0: Continue. Just pop a Viagra. Take that Cialis right before you go.
1: (laughs) They gotta fill your balls, too.
0: Oh, pulling out your pants
1: is just a fucking boner. <laughs> That's my natural state, Doc. Continue.
0: Don't, yeah. be, don't flatter yourself. That's a terrible addition. Edit that out. Continue.
1: Is this going to be a? Am I going to have to get on to you again? Yes. One
0: point in. I had jokes three last week. That I, I I left out because you're mad at me. Oh really? Say the jokes. <laughs> Say the jokes. I want the jokes. I don't want You're the, Yep. Nonsense. You're right. <laughs> Keep going. I wrote it, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, I couldn't have said it
1: better myself. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> From your point
0: of view, you're like... Oh, man, yeah. Speaking of the truth, Greg <laughs> is really smart. He sounds really good.
1: <laughs> Don't you fucking do it! I saw your, uh, saw your fucking gesticulations. Uh, fuck. Yep. <laughs>
0: I am the bull. <laughs> Balcones! It's Mexican for some reason. Christopher? Alright. Christopher? Fast fact! Number five. Christopher? Christopher? The location of this- God damn it. Shut up, Greg. Christopher! (laughs) Shut up. (laughs)